Hello, my fellow myth lovers, and welcome back to So You Think Your Family's Bad, the podcast where we talk about how Greek myths came to be. This week's episode topic was given to me by a friend here at Longwood. You know who you are, so if you're listening, thanks for giving me the idea. Uh, This week, we are getting insight into a tale of revenge, forgiveness, and of course, family drama. So in ancient Greece, we have not only the gods and the deities and the nymphs and other monsters, we also have regular people just like you and me. And one of these people named Tiresias was out hiking through the mountains on a journey uh, to some sort of enlightenment when he walked upon two snakes having sex in the woods. He was disgusted by this sight. He couldn't understand uh, what was going on. He thought that was unnatural. It was weird. It was gross. So he decided to hit them with his walking stick, his hiking cane. And this action injured uh, at least one of the snakes, but most likely two. And Hera, who was watching this, um, she was infuriated by what had happened, so she immediately turned Tiresias on the spot into a woman. So Tiresias, for the next seven years, learned how to live life as a woman, which is hard. I've been doing it myself for 21 years. It's difficult. Uh, But he lived for several, several years as a man, and then all of a sudden was this uh, woman, and he had no idea what was going on. I mean, can you imagine going through all of those hormone changes and all of the the emotions that are involved with every little thing? Uh, he could not handle it very well, in my opinion. And also throughout these seven years, he got married to a cisgendered man, and he had given birth. He had several kids, but... Um, He also became a devout priestess of Hera. So she uh, not only got married and had kids, but she also had to worship Hera in her temples nearby as a a punishment to what he had done to the two snakes. After the seven years was over, she was walking again down a path and came across another two snakes and in the same position and she decided that this time she wasn't going to touch them she just wanted to uh, she learned her lesson from last time she was just going to leave them alone she didn't want to interfere she was scared of what might have happened if she did touch these two snakes and because of this action of being respectful towards the animals and leaving them to their business Hera decided to end his punishment and turn him back into a man. Uh, I don't really know if after the marriage, or after um, being turned back into a man, how his marriage ended up, or his relationship with his kids, or anything like that. I just know that must have been another rough transition from for him going to a woman suddenly, and then going back to a man suddenly. You learn to live a certain way, and it's just going to be vastly different. In years later, uh, Zeus and Hera had a big argument about who has better pleasure when in bed, men or women. They were arguing about this for so many years. 
They couldn't come to a definitive answer. So Hera, remembering Tiresias in his unique position, called upon him because he has experience in both of sides of the argument. And when they asked him their question, he responded with, Of ten parts, a man enjoys only one, but a woman enjoys the full ten parts in her heart. Neither Zeus nor Hera liked this answer that he provided, so Hera, in retaliation again, another punishment, blinded him on the spot and as payment because Zeus had thought that that was punishment enough, but he also kind of felt a little bit guilty for what had happened. I know, shockers, Zeus feeling guilty about something. It amazes even me. But uh, as he felt guilty for what his wife had did, he also decided to give Tiresias the gifts of prophecy and long life, which meant that he lived a long, prosperous life where he also was a prophet. He told, uh, he, he divined, he had several different uh, messages that he provided for people, basically like another oracle, but this one was more so dedicated to Zeus and Hera, not Apollo like the oracle at Delphi. So let's get into what this all means. So this story is actually one of the earliest recorded uh, tales of a transgendered person. We have Tiresias going, uh, transitioning from a man to a woman, and then again from a woman to a man. While not so lengthy or by choice, it still happened, so it is considered one of the earliest forms of that uh, self-expression. Uh, but it also gives a warning as to just leave people alone. Just leave what people are doing alone, uh, or in this case, I guess, snakes. But just mind your own business and respect everybody's wishes and let people be who they want to be and do what they want to do is the underlying message here. Otherwise, you might attract unwanted negative attention from, in this case, a goddess, but from other people as well that this could um, affect as well. Some of the more famous retellings of Greek uh, mythology is through Antigone and Oedipus Rex and all of those uh, works of art. And Tiresias is actually in these. He's seen as, once again, a prophet with a history of being ignored and being looked down upon and no one really taking him seriously. No one would ever really seek out his help because he was seen as this outcast because of the decisions that he's made in the past and what he is and what he's gone through from Hera. So it's actually really interesting to see that uh, his representation in Antigone and in Oedipus Rex because because people mainly would just keep, leave him out of their stories, which is kind of interesting. I think uh, nowadays when people see something that they're not used to or they are... Um, when they see something that they're not used to or when they experience something that they think is unnatural, people just tend to ignore them. And I think that 
we could learn something from Tiresias, even though he went through this uh, transition with Hera's help, he was ignored and he, it wasn't his choice. It wasn't anything that he could control. This just who he was. And I think that's something that we need to, in modern day society, take note from is this isn't somebody's choice. It is the way that they are. This is who they are. This is what they want to do. This is who they want to be. And that's not reason for us to judge them or ignore them or put them down. So I think we all need to make sure that we lift these these people up because you never know their situation. I think that's the main underlying tone from the story is you just have to learn to get over your own uh, biases and judgments if you really truly want to respect and love somebody. I definitely went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but that's what I think the moral of the story is and what I take out of it. Once again, everybody can take whatever they want out of a story. It's just a story. It's meant for everybody to bring their own interpretation to, but that's my own interpretation. Let me know what your interpretations are. Reach out to me on Instagram or on Twitter, or if you know me personally, stop me and talk with me about it. But, um, continuing on uh thank you guys for listening to my podcast today uh next week is going to be our last episode of this season and we're going to be talking about a little bit something different uh not necessarily all mythology this is going to be more history something unique and i and fun that i like to uh talk about with all of my friends whenever they ask me about how mythology and history come together this is the story that i always talk about Uh, In addition to the one that we talked about in the first episode of Minotaur, this is my go-to. So I'm very excited. It's going to be a little bit different than what you guys are used to, but I think you guys will enjoy it. So thank you guys for listening once again, and I will see you next week. Bye.